0: This is Dean Carnassus, the Ultra Marathon Man, and you are listening to the Fitcast. Hello and welcome to the ASELkin Funds Fitcast 2020! 2020. 2020 edition. I know, we're already in March. I don't think we've uh we've had one yet this year. That's our fault.
1: It is our fault. Yeah, our last one was our year recap one.
0: The A live- lot
1: has happened. Uh, You know, schedules,
0: damn schedules and blah, 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 coronavirus, blah, 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 blah. You know how that goes.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm I'm quarantined, actually. I'm not allowed to leave my house.
0: (laughs) Oh, question. Yes. Can the coronavirus spread through through Skype? Yes. Wait, trick question? Trick question. No, well, as long as you're telling me coronavirus can uh, pass through Skype, then uh, I'm going to put my mask on.
1: Okay, put your mask on. And can we post a picture of that on the Facebook page if you do have a mask on?
0: For sure. Awesome. So what's been new with you?
1: Nothing. I have not been quarantined, um, but I am washing my hands frequently. I, well, part of the reason why we're waiting until March to do this FitCast is because I was gone for the half of the month of January. I was in New Zealand.
0: New Zealand. What a beautiful, beautiful country.
1: It seriously is like people would people told me like, oh, it's the most beautiful place in the world. And then I actually get there. And even on the ugliest days where it's foggy and rainy, it's still the most beautiful place I've ever been. Like, hands down.
0: South Island, that, that happens a lot. It's kind of like,
1: yeah,
0: sometimes, but uh, that's that's amazing. So uh, what would you do? All right. Let me guess. Can I, I, you flew into Auckland. Of course. Right. And everybody does. And then you kind of tooled around the city for a couple of days and then you hit the South Island as fast as you fucking could.
1: Well, so so what I did was I had a couple glasses of Sauvignon Blanc as soon as we landed. Right. Literally, you can ask Johnny. And I had to have a couple different ones because you have to try them all when you're there. Right.
0: Was it a New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc?
1: Of course. They, <laughs> they pretty much all are.
0: Yeah, <laughs> awesome.
1: And then we stayed there for three days. We really enjoyed Auckland. And then, yes, we did. We we flew down to the South Island.
0: <laughs> and, and that's where that's like the the world's playpen, right? That's where it's just fun.
1: It really is. And so they say that Queenstown is the adventure capital of the world. So if you want to go like skydiving or bungee jumping or
0: jet boating, jet boating. Did you go jet boating? We did not
1: go jet boating. We did street lugeing.
0: Oh, that's fun. Oh, on that little hill. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun.
1: We did street lugeing. That was fun. Um, We're not really bungee jumpers or skydivers. I would have done some like snorkeling, but Johnny didn't want to do that. He actually would have done bungee jumping, but I didn't want to do that. So, uh, but literally just driving around. It's the most beautiful thing in the world. But of course we did hiking. We did biking. Yeah. Um, We did like an adventure, like a ropes adventure course. That was actually on the North Island. I'm pretty sure I burned more calories than I drank in wine, but I'm not positive.
0: Yeah. Well, there's a lot of, that's good wine. I had two bottles of, uh, New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc yesterday.
1: That doesn't (laughs) surprise me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It was super Tuesday. I wanted to make it a super Tuesday.
1: Yeah, it was a pretty super day.
0: Yeah, it was, uh, it was fun. So, uh, all right. So that was your trip.
1: Yeah, that was my trip. I mean, it was just full of adventure. It was amazing. Um, but now I'm back home and I am full force into Iron Man training.
0: Iron Man training? You're doing a full Iron Man.
1: I am doing a full. A- official announcement. Official announcement. K Selk is doing her first full Iron Man. Oh,
0: so today's Wednesday. Are you doing that this weekend?
1: Um, the, the Iron Man? Well, yeah. no. <laughs> it's uh, it's day not day. quite time yet. Get, give me some time to uh, bake
0: to get ready okay yeah perfect.
1: no but um that's like literally what my life is now after ever since i got home i have been iron man training but no no complaints it's actually been really nice in chicago like the past few days it's it like got up to 55 today which is actually perfect training weather so
0: yeah it is so uh when's the try over the summer i'm guessing right? yeah
1: july 25th
0: all right which one are you doing
1: santa rosa
0: Santa Rosa, California?
1: Yes, sir. So lots of wine at that finish line, too. I think I'm seeing a theme here yep. <laughs> in, in what motivates me.
0: But you're not drinking wine right now.
1: No, I'm drinking beer right now. I know. I'm bored.
0: I hope it's Goose Island.
1: How did you know?
0: I didn't know. I was hoping it was Goose Island. Well, it is. is okay, what are
1: you drinking? What have you been up to, Fonz?
0: All right, so I will tell you what I'm up to, but you can probably guess what I'm drinking.
1: You are drinking a Zoe.
0: I am drinking a Zoe. Because <laughs>
1: that's what you always drink. That's like your
0: podcast. I do. I it. do. It. That is my podcast beer. So, uh, yeah. What have been up to? So, played a little disc golf today with all the kayaking people. That was fun. Um, I lost, but uh-huh. I, I just lost the tiebreaker. Like I won the first round, but lost in the tiebreaker, and then the second round. You know, Tali and Dan were partners, and they're you're not going to beat those two when they're partners. So. Um,
1: I don't know anything about Dan, but I feel like Tali alone could win.
0: Tali, uh, Tali's pretty good. He's pretty intense. And, uh, sometimes you can throw him off his game a little bit. Like if he makes a bad shot, you'd needle him a little bit and then he's on tilt the rest of the day and he can't do anything. And that's fun. Uh, I did that today. I was up in Boston this last weekend.
1: Yeah. How was that? I saw that you were there.
0: Yeah. It was a great trip. Like went to the 21st amendment bar. Of course. Right.
1: Of course. You gotta go there.
0: Um, it was a family wedding. My, uh, we're going to start tagging people. My nephew, Nathan, uh, got married to Christy. Amazing wedding. Great. All kinds of family fun, beautiful couple. The whole thing. Wedding was great. Um, and you know, his brother, Steven, I don't know if you know him, but, uh, we've talked about him uh, before on the. He was my initial contact to November project.
1: Ah, that's right. Yep. He was mentioned in probably our very first podcast.
0: Yeah, and a few of them after that, so we'll mention them again. Anyhow, he is at the North Pole right now. The what? The North Pole. Oh, my
1: God. He's Santa Claus?
0: Yeah, well, he's just hanging out. He's having some tea with Santa right now.
1: (laughs) Well, put in a good word for me. I want a new bike for Christmas.
0: Well, I would, but there's no internet. Like, he can't communicate very well.
1: Okay, seriously, what is he doing there? Who goes to the North Pole?
0: He's a meteorologist. So, right now, what mm. they're doing is they're up there measuring ice, different layers of ice, and see how every year they have this huge trip, which is like, you know, tens of millions of dollars. And all these climatologists and meteorologists from around the world go up there and study the ice, how it's changing year to year.
1: And is global warming real?
0: Uh, well, he's not back and he can't communicate back, but yeah, we're all fucked.
1: Okay, mom. Well, as long as we're all still fucked. If it's not corona, it's global warming.
0: Exactly. So, um, but yeah, he, uh, he's up there, missed the wedding, which is really sad, because it's his brother, but they, they sent, he sent an audio file to the wedding, and they, they put it in over the reception, and everybody was crying, it was pretty amazing. Oh my gosh. So we can tag him in this, but he's not gonna, it's not like he can download podcasts at the North Pole.
1: <laughs> or can you?
0: Um. So, uh, so that's that, uh, Austin marathon was not too long ago.
1: Yeah. How was it? Oh my gosh. I was seriously watching so intently because I knew so many of the people that are your friends who were doing it.
0: Yep. Uh, a bunch of people did it. It was really cool to see like fast people and slow people and first timer Katie Stoddard. I don't know if you know Katie Stoddard. It was her first time doing the, the...
1: I think I'm now following her on Instagram.
0: Yeah, that's probably a good call. So uh, it was her first time. And I have a suggestion, and I don't know if this is going to happen or not, but I've got two friends named Katie, and they want to start a podcast Between Two Katies. Oh. Like a takeoff from Between Two Ferns. Between but, Two Ferns, yeah. But Between Two Katies. So okay. if we get this going.
1: If they need yeah. someone who's training for an Ironman or who's been to New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm in. We would be great, in. be great guests on there, but also like we could kind of give them a little boost if we get them on here as guests to kind of pimp their own fit cast. There's going to be like a lifestyle one. Okay. So, I'm in like, fitness and diet and basically. we
1: talked about diet before we talked about vegan yeah. stuff before. So yeah, we could we can mentor them. We'll take them under our wing.
0: Okay. <laughs> we'll give them
1: all four of our followers.
0: Well, I might, I might produce it, though. That's the thing. I may be the uh, producer, even if I'm not actually involved in the audio.
1: Well, they better talk to me then first because, no, I'm just kidding. You're doing a great job.
0: No, so I, I think that would uh, that would be a not – I think they'd be a good guest, but they got to get going. Corey, you know Corey, our former guest?
1: Yes. He's – honestly, if I have to blame anybody for my actually signing up for the Iron Man, it's him.
0: Oh, wow. So, Yeah. I'm writing that down on the notes here. That's Mm important. He is tasked with uh, creating the jingle for the Between Two Katie's podcast.
1: Okay.
0: So as soon as that's step one, before you do anything, you got to get a jingle.
1: Well, we have a jingle.
0: Yes, we do. That was uh, Emily Heard. EmilyHeard.com. EmilyHeard.com.
1: EmilyHeard.com.
0: That used to be the uh, intro. Now we have our own uh, intro with... uh... Dean Carnassus. Carnassus, Super... uh... Super ultra, the ultra marathon, the man. ultra
1: marathon man. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. he int- he says it in the intro. We should know this by now.
0: No, I know, but we never listen to that. I know we never not- we never do listen to the intro. <laughs> we just uh, dear listeners, we just edit stuff in, and we don't necessarily listen to it. Okay. So <laughs> that's it. Um, but no, he's he's you know thank thank you to Dean Carnassus. We can take him in here as well. Oh, um, yeah. That's that's some um, you know. Extreme sports right there.
1: All right, so you've been to Boston recently. I've been to New Zealand recently. Do we know anybody else who's been anywhere fun recently?
0: Absolutely not.
1: Oh, wow, we suck. Our friends suck.
0: (laughs) Just kidding. Our guest today just took a trip.
1: Whoa, what?
0: She did. So we are recording at Live Love Paddle right now, and one of uh, my co-workers here... Marley just did a bunch of climbing.
1: What? Okay, let's hear about this.
0: All right, Marley, welcome.
2: Hey, guys, what's up?
0: Good to have you here.
2: Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on.
0: So um, you've worked Live Love Paddle a few years, right? Yeah,
2: I've been here for three, four years, guiding.
0: Three or four years doing the same uh, tours that I do, the bats. The bats are back, by the way, k Sog.
2: Yeah, well, you said
1: if it wasn't raining today, you'd be doing a tour. So that's awesome.
0: Yep, yep, they are back. Um, so, uh, yeah, we are here at Live Love Paddle. Marley is an adventure queen, and she's been, <laughs> <laughs> seriously, you've taken a few trips. That's A couple. <laughs> that's where all the savings goes. Yeah. Uh, um, tell us about your new trip. What did you do? Where were you?
2: So, I went on a mountaineering trip out in Ecuador. We, the goal was to summit six Um, I was able to summit five out of the six. How long was this? It was a two-week trip. So I mean, what? It was one. we spent the whole two weeks acclimating, and then for the big one, the big one was Chimborazo. That one was a beast. That's the one. Unfortunately, I didn't get
0: Chimborazo. But, All right, so yeah. let's back up. We're yeah. what mountain range are we
2: in? We are in the Andes in and, South, and America. South America.
0: South America. Mm-hmm. So Andes. From what I know, the Andes, and I actually got to see the Andes candies. You know, remember the Andes candies? Their logo is a mountain on the border between Peru and Argentina, I believe. Not sure exactly.
2: That's detailed. I never even noticed that. Yeah. But I was just sitting there. I'm like, that's the one on the candy wrapper.
0: Oh my uh, were you, where were you? Peru, Argentina, or where, where, where are the Andes? Mountains? Ecuador. So
2: I was in Ecuador, but the Andes Mountains run from Colombia kind of all the way down to, I don't know, Chile, Argentina, Bolivia, Peruv and it's Venezuela—they kind of run around. I quite
1: think around. they are the longest mountain range in the world.
2: Yeah, oh. it's a pretty big one.
0: How about that? Are you uh, googling over there, Case No, right? but I—I
1: I should. I should fact check myself. <laughs> like the like a Democratic candidate, I should fact check myself. You say it's five thousand seven hundred
0: eighty-nine kilometers long. Is that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Speaking of Google,
2: <laughs> I didn't even know that.
0: <laughs> longest mountain
1: range in the world. Longest above water mountain range is the Andes, but yeah. I we didn't count the below water ones,
2: so
0: well, yeah. Those are hard to climb. Okay, well,
2: the Andes yeah. does have the tallest mountain outside of the Himalayas. So okay, um, Aconcagua, which is in Argentina, I believe. Okay, so that one is I don't I can't tell you the elevation off the top of my head, but that one is the tallest mountain outside of the Andes, or sorry, outside of the Himalayan mountains range. Okay,
0: and you didn't go up that one.
2: Oh, heck
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> it's cold up there.
2: Yeah, it's really cold.
0: <laughs> so when was your trip? So we're in uh, just the beginning of March now. you January?
2: Yes. January, so it was... which is summer down there. Yeah. Yeah, it's like guess,
0: yeah right? nice. Yeah. In Ecuador, is pretty close to yeah. uh, the equator, if yeah. you, anybody hears <laughs> Spanish.
2: <don't> <laughs> so it's um, there's dry season and wet season, but it's pretty stable. Most, I mean, you can climb all year round. They say the best time to climb is like December, November, December, January, February time frame. But you can really, you can climb those mountains all year round. Is that because it's dry? Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's dry. It's like, it's a weird country. There's like dry, deserty climate. There's also tropical, like the Amazon runs through Ecuador. So I mean, it's kind of, it's a small little country, but there's a whole bunch of different climates and diversity in the climates and everything.
0: So
2: cool. What's that noise? What are you doing over there? I'm
1: opening up chocolates and it's not supposed to be that loud. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> chocolates.
1: Sorry to interrupt you, Marley, but no. chocolates come first.
0: That's fair. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, let's tell us about the trip. So you, okay. you arrive. When did you leave? Like, you landed where?
2: Um, so flying to Quito, which is the capital. Quito, um, Quito. you already fly in at a pretty high elevation. So that's kind of, you start acclimating around there. And so I flew in January 3rd. And from then, January third, January fourth, we started hiking. Okay. Ooh, so, wow. Just. Oh right my up.
1: God! So you really didn't have a lot of time to acclimate.
2: Yeah. So January fourth, we started hiking. Um, the first one we did, it was just like a little hike around a lake with like two little islands in the middle of the lake, and. What's uh,
0: your elevation in? Let's go in feet, because okay. most of our uh, listeners are in yeah. America. Meters only. No just meters. Just
1: kidding.
2: So that one I believe was around like ten thousand feet was the highest we got. So I mean I mean like a little baby hike. Not too crazy. And then after that the next day we did Fuya Fuya, which that one was around fourteen thousand feet. Which normally in the States, if I do a fourteen thousand foot mountain in Colorado, I'm pretty I'm pretty gassed. I'm pretty like breathing pretty hard. But there it was it felt pretty good. Feeling pretty good. good. I
0: wonder if being close to the equator changes things. I don't know how physics works, but Yeah, Uh, all right, so day one was a ten thousand ish footer. Oh
2: my god. It
0: was about fourteen. Yeah I
1: just can't even so I went to Peru last year and we flew in to Cusco and we had a whole day to acclimate and the next day we climbed and yeah. I was lit I was getting sick from the altitude. So oh. I don't know how you did it. I literally like this is um for anyone that climbs, you will think this is amazing that you just <laughs> up and did it.
2: Well, I kind of cheated a little bit. I took Diamox. <laughs> Which, but I mean, that doesn't, that never worked for me. No. Oh, it didn't? It?
0: Oh. No. Wait, time out. Uh, what's Diamox?
2: So Diamox is a medicine that helps um. you acclimate a little bit. Altitude you, sickness? Yeah, it kind of helps with altitude sickness. Okay. So it, it's not going to completely prevent you from hape and haste. So if you take Diamox and go from sea level to a 20,000 foot summit mountain, you're you're uh, kind of screwed, but <laughs> you're not gonna. You're not gonna get up. But I mean, if you, it kind of like, you know, helps a little bit with the altitude sickness. So headaches. I didn't really experience headaches. Oh my um, god. I mean, Amazing. breathing. Like I had a little trouble breathing a little bit, but nothing to really write home about. Like it. I mean, I felt pretty strong for a good portion of it up until we got above like eighteen thousand feet. That's 18, when I really started feeling the altitude up there.
0: Whoa. Okay. So day one, that, oh, speaking of writing home, why don't we, uh, what's our email case out fitcast at gmail.com. Is that right? Bam. All right. If you have a story about altitude climbing, any of that, ship us oh God. In,
1: because, can, uh, can I write into
0: <laughs> it? <write> in to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, shoot us an email, but, uh, all right. So day one ten, day two, 14, mm-hmm. Did you take any days off or did you just keep going up?
2: Well, we did after day three. So day three was the last of the acclimating hikes. Um, right. That one was Cerro Corazón. That one had a little bit of scrambling, like a little baby scramble. Um, I'm a huge chicken when it comes to very exposed climbs, and that one was a little bit exposed. What but... does
0: that mean, exposed? Like not a lot so, of
2: Like a <laughs> flasher? <No.
0: laughs> yeah, once you
2: get to 15,000 feet, you see you gotta... a lot of naked people. <laughs> no it's um basically like you're kind of like walking around these rocks with maybe like a foot or less of a path like you're kind of climbing you got to hold on to the rocks to get past and it's just a straight drop down yeah so we were harnessed in roped in for that we had a little bit of a climbing I wouldn't say it was like full-on rock climbing it was more of a scramble than a rock climb um but you had to do some scrambling to get to the summit of that one and that one was 15,700 feet and again I felt pretty strong on that one like that one felt pretty good wow yeah so I mean I was like pretty impressed by myself because usually once I get about fourteen thousand, because I did climb Mount Rainier and that one kicked my butt.
0: What's the elevation
2: Mount Rainier? Fourteen, 14 three, I think. Three yeah, it's like, yeah, pretty four, high fourteen threes, um, low four it's like somewhere near fourteen four. Okay. Yeah. yeah but I did see,
1: I did that one too, and that was like a very technical climb with the glacier. Yeah. So do you think that was maybe the kicker? Is that you didn't have glaciers that you were climbing on these?
2: Maybe. I mean, so that's why I say, like, the first three hikes were the acclimating hikes, because those ones were more just, like, a hike up and hike back down. Um, they weren't technical. They weren't glaciated. Okay,
1: give yourself some credit, because hiking up to 10,000 feet is not just like, oh, I'm gonna take a
2: stroll in the park. <laughs>
1: no, no. Definitely
2: not. But I'm, like, saying it was, like, easy compared to what was to come. What was to come. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, that's why I said they're the first three acclimating hikes, because after that, we hit the technical mountains which those ones kicked my butt like not even <laughs> I'm not gonna try to downplay those um so the we took a rest day um after the third acclimating hike which was Cerro Corazon and then we went <clears throat> and we hiked up to the little like hut base camp for Ilanita Sur and that one I was a little bit nervous about because I'd heard rumors that there's an ice wall you gotta climb up
0: Anybody that knows
2: me knows I'm pretty clumsy, first off. And second, I've never ice climbed. So that's just two things that don't go well together.
0: (laughs) Did you have crampons?
2: Oh, yes. So we were fully geared up for the last three mountains, which were like the three technical ones. So you had to have crampons harnessed in. um, Well, you're harnessed into your guide. So you have your harness on. You're roped into your guide. um, Ice axe. Oh my so, God, I mean you get multiple layers of clothing because I mean if you get hot you take a layer off if you get cold you put a layer on
0: that's good advice so put yeah. that out there in the uh, <laughs> K-Salkin Oh Fitcast yeah. if you're cold wear more clothes <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <I'm> simple, <man. laughs> I know it is complicated so yeah. how,
1: how many days did each climb take you because I'm just astonished that you did five in yeah. such a short amount of time like I would feel like And I, and I did Rainier and that was a two day climb. And then I wouldn't have been able to do anything the next day.
2: Oh yeah. That's what I was worried about. So I did the week long mountaineering school on Rainier. Um, So that kind of prepared me for Ecuador. And I mean, I still don't feel like that really prepared me too much for Ecuador, but so you just, I don't know, you just kind of go for it and suck it up and do it. I mean, it's more of a mental game really than it is. If you're in shape, you can do it mentally.
0: So that was the one thing I, I remember. Like, I'm talk, I'm thinking about all the hardest things I've done in my life. And climbing Kilimanjaro, not as difficult as what uh, Marley has done here with her series of things. No,
1: because there's so many back-to-back. Like, imagine doing Kilimanjaro after you already climbed four other mountains. Well, right,
0: because, like, and that's the thing. Like, you just mentally, you just get beat down. It's like, I can, I'm pretty tough, and I can do stuff. And then day two, you're like, okay, I can do this. Day three... But by the end, you're like, oh, I'm just done with this. You're just like, like, screw it, I'm, I'm going I'm home. Not, I'm I want hot tea,
2: this. I want coffee and a hot shower. Yeah,
0: exactly. So that's, mentally, mental toughness wears down over time, right? Yeah, so. it does. All and right, they're... so you had one, two,
2: three, sounds yeah. like 4 mm-hmm. so fourth one was Ilanita Sur. That one, um, similar to, I mean, similar to Mount Rainier, you just kind of hike up to the base camp or the hut or whatever. You stay the night, you have an Alpine-style start which an alpine-style start is, like, um, you usually wake up anywhere between 10 p.m. and 2 a.m.,
0: have oh. some breakfast, mm-hmm. and get on going. Yeah, that's what we did for Kili the last yeah. night. We left yes. him in that, out there at sunrise.
2: Yeah. So Il to Sur, we left at 3 o'clock in the morning, um, hit Glacier, cramponed up, and then as soon as we hit Glacier, cramponed up, I'm, like, looking around, I don't see anywhere to go. So <laughs> I, I turn to my guide, and I go... Freddie, because my guy's name was Freddie, I go, Freddie. Awesome name. Yeah, he's an awesome guy. I go, Freddie, where where are we going? And I just see him, like, pointing up, and I'm like, oh, hell. Oh, <laughs> hell. <laughs> oh, my God. So we had about a 50-foot, like, scramble, rock climb up some rocks, which I'm like, oh, it's too early for this. So we get up that, and we hit Glacier again. So we traverse across the glacier, and then again, I see like him, like, getting some stuff ready, and I'm like, wait, what where, What are we doing? And then he, like, kind of just points up again, and we hit the ice wall. I'm like, oh, no. There it is. You knew it was coming. Yeah, I was like, oh, gosh, great. So I think we had the ice wall was probably, like, 300, 350 feet, somewhere around there. What does that
0: mean? Like, you you had to, like, climb a wall of ice?
2: Yes, like Game of Thrones-style climb the ice wall. Holy shit. (laughs) So I had two ice picks. Well, I guess like I had my ice axe and my ice pick. Yeah. So there's a difference. An ice axe is kind of like just a normal, basic ice axe that you can do self-arrest with on a glacier. If you fall, you can like catch yourself. Um, You can kind of do a little bit of ice climbing. That's not great for an ice climbing. And then my guide actually gave me one of his ice climbing. Nice guy, good old. Yeah, I know. He was awesome. He got me <laughs> up that mountain
0: safely.
2: <laughs> Yay! Yeah,
0: so... Oh, so you're climbing up a 300-foot oh wall of ice
2: yeah. with oh. an axe
0: and a pick, and then, obviously, you're roped mm-hmm. into each other.
2: Well, not, not really. What? <laughs> so, what happens when you're climbing, like, ice wall, you have, like, your guide, he climbs, He kind of climbs on up, and so then he'll put ice screws in. So, once he puts oh. the ice screws in, and you're actually, like, in, like connected to the ice screws, and connected to him. So if you fall, the ice crews are going to catch you. Got so it's it. a little bit safer than, in- in okay. A- yes. yeah, well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> he's been doing it 20 something years. I would hope that he knows how to put them in. So we get up the ice wall, we traverse across the glacier again. And oh my gosh, I was like, I couldn't, I just didn't think it was going to get worse after the ice wall. So then we hit the glacier and I'm like, wait, how do we get up to the summit? And he goes, we just walk up that. And it's a ridge, like not technically a ridge, but it's just, um. oh my gosh, K-Salk, it's straight up.
1: <laughs> I'm, like, literally in shock because, and I only have one real mountain climbing experience to compare this to, but there was no way if, like, halfway up Rainier, if you told me I had to climb an ice wall, I'd be like, first of all, haha, very funny, and second of all, I'll just roll down, like, No.
2: I mean, once I get to the top, I like literally asked my guide. I was like, "So when is the helicopter coming? Because I can't get- yeah,
1: right? where's my donkey? It's like when you, when I'm in the Andes, I expect a donkey to come and carry my shit. Like, where's my donkey to carry me up?
2: They can climb ice walls, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe a llama. Llamas are
1: like <laughs> ice wall climbing llama. That's on my Christmas list. Tell your cousin that, Mathon. Yes. Wow. It might be a- He's up with Santa. <laughs>
0: Should I, say, I tell you, should I tell you what went through my head, and this is kind of weird, like, yeah. so you're talking about climbing ice walls, and the only thing I can think about is, is the sun out? Because I'd be afraid that that sun's <laughs> going to melt Melt it, yeah. The screws are.
2: Yeah. Um. So those screws, they're not little. I'd say they're, they're, po- they're I mean, they're pretty lengthy. They're in that glacier ice. Um, what was the
0: outdoor temperature while you're doing this? like really freaking cold like zero sp- mm. we, we go with
2: uh no.
1: is it celsius or fahrenheit are, are we doing or we- meters well
2: i you know i actually on ilanita sir i was not i didn't feel too cold on that one so i would say it was probably in 15 to 20 degrees that's like right. when we got up to the summit like we were able to chill at the summit take some pictures hang out like it wasn't like I got up there, and I'm like, all right, get me off this mountain. I'm really cold. So it, the temperature was okay on that one.
0: Was it windy at the summit?
2: No, it was a beautiful day. Oh, yeah, it was awesome. gorgeous. That one awesome. was a beautiful one. Um, summit of that one was 17,300, 400,
1: somewhere oh around. Oh, my God. Yep. That's I- higher than I've ever been. I'm
2: going <laughs> to interrupt with the Achilles'
0: story. When I got to the top of Kili, it was uh, really, really windy, and uh, 12 years ago 11 years ago so we had those before cell phone cameras we had like regular cameras and the battery died so I literally I brought the camera out to take my pictures of the top of Kelly. this wind blew the strap of the camera in front of the lens for picture number <laughs> <two>. <laughs> sorry picture that's obnoxious
1: <laughs> but it's funny
0: picture number two was blurry because I was trying to get the one hand and the strap of blah. blah, blah and then the battery froze, and that was it. So those are my two pictures. So so really, you
1: weren't actually there? No! No. The
2: did, you, did you
1: check in on Facebook? Did you check in? You weren't did really he,
2: there.
0: Was somebody the uh, No, I, I had to upload them many, many uh, moons later. Okay.
1: So. Okay. okay, so I did take a picture at the top of Rainier, but before I took the picture, like literally the, the last hour climbing up to the top, and Marley, you know, like the last hour to Rainier, it's boring. Like it's yeah. tough and it's boring.
0: Yeah. I had
1: a I had a poop. <laughs> and so as soon as we get up there, I'm like, I gotta take a shit. And so I shat on the top of Mount Rainier before I
2: did anything. Oh. <laughs> I never thought I liked you, but now I really, really <laughs>
1: The, the couple people I've told, Frank, I will tag him in this, Frank Cardenas, he, like, loves what to, men, like, remind me that I did that. He's like, oh, <laughs> you took a shit on Mount Rainier. I'm like, because I had to take a shit, what else are you going to do? I mean, I, I did it in a bag because that's Yeah, the what blue bag, do. Yeah, I'm
2: familiar
0: with those. <laughs> wow, I used to pride myself, like, I'd travel and be like, oh, I shit at the, you know, the U.S. Capitol or... <laughs> like oh,
1: that. That, hey, that's pretty impressive, though.
0: I, I haven't know? done that. But it's not fucking Mount Rainier. No,
1: oh, but oh my god! But Marley, where? How many times did you shit on these mountains?
0: <laughs> when I did, when I did Kilimanjaro, exactly once, and it was a big old dump.
2: Altitude really like messes it with your does. system, it really does. And
0: you're eating weird food. Yeah. And,
2: yeah. and if you're a shy pooper like me, it's just game over. You just can't do it. Oh, yeah. no, that's terrible. It yeah. Felt
0: good. Like the last couple day and a half before I had to poop, I'm like, I have to poop, but I can't. <laughs> and then when I did, I was sitting on the freaking thing in the little tent that the one of our reporters <laughs> had up. Yeah. And like, I'm pooping. I'm like, holy shit, I'm good till we get back down now. Like, I got, this is it. It's all Five out. Five pounds lighter.
2: Exactly. <laughs> oh my God. It really helps your summit bid if you go before summit bid.
0: Yeah, exactly. And this is it. this is like a day before that. So okay,
2: but when you're you're doing
1: five mountains in twelve days or whatever it is that you did, when yeah. do you poop?
2: Like you just have to go. Okay. Uh, I mean, like, well, I mean, we were staying in like so when we <laughs> on the acclimating hikes, we'd hike up, come down. We stayed in like nice, cute little like being like bed and breakfasts, hostels. So they had nice running water, bathrooms. But once we got to the huts, there's like. So, I mean, you know this, and you probably on Mount Rainier saw this. Mountaineering is, like, a pretty male-dominated sport. It's yeah. very Oh, you yeah. actually do it. So, when you get to these huts, it's all men. And so, the bathrooms aren't always the greatest. And, like, if you're a shy pooper and it's just all men, I just can't do it. So, I mean, to Surf, for example, I had to go to the bathroom so bad the whole way up. So, imagine trying to climb an ice wall. And, literally, that's all you can think about <laughs> the whole time you're climbing, yeah, oh I'm just like God. I need to get to, get, down and get to the bathroom. This is horrible. So that was that's that.
0: <laughs> hey, if it's not, if we don't bring up poop on a case of conference FitCast, it's not a reg- <laughs> it's not a real show.
2: <laughs> Although I will say that <clears throat> also, the fifth mountain we did, All or right. sorry, Cotopaxi, the fifth one we did. That one had a super nice hut. Like super nice. It was more of like a mountain lodge than it was a hut, I would say. Like it slept 100 people. Whoa. Uh, yeah. Wow. It was like, they had like a cafeteria to get food and stuff. Um, It was awesome. The like French of- vegetables? Do you have a lot of fresh vegetables up there? No, no. unfortunately. <laughs> Not that fancy. We're talking a mountain here.
0: Yeah, so this is my question. Like, what were you eating this whole trip? Like, are you eating like nuts and...
2: No, you don't want to eat nuts? No, I mean... They're I mean, too tough on your stomach. Uh, that Oatmeal? One, no, I mean, so I'm trying to think like... Well, we would eat a lot of yogurt for breakfast. Like um, So in all the Mountain Huts, they always had yogurt for breakfast, some sort of yogurt, some sort of toast. Uh, whenever we got back down after Summit Bid, they would have some sort of chicken, rice, um, a little oh. bit of vegetables. But, I mean, it's hard to really have fresh food there. So you just kind of – whatever they gave me, I was just eating. So, yeah. I mean,
1: they had a lot. Little- did you do any coca tea?
2: Yeah, Coca tea. Oh,
1: yeah.
0: All right, now we're all learning about this coca tea thing. Tell us, Marley, tell us, what's coca tea?
2: Coca tea is tea made from coca leaves, which a lot of them, yeah, it does not have the same effects of cocaine for... Some of them, though. Yeah. It's It's like
1: CBD and THC. They're, like, from the same plant, but they're different.
2: So they would just like make some tea, and we only had it on the two biggest mountains, Cotopaxi and Chimborazo, which Chimborazo is the tallest mountain in Ecuador, Cotopaxi is the second tallest. So in the mornings, we had coca tea before we started our summit bit. A
0: little cocaine bump as you start the day, that's good, that's cool. Really woke
2: you up. A little bump.
1: (laughs) Wait, you only had it on two of them? Because, oh my god, I lived (laughs) off that stuff when I did Machu Picchu.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, that's really all they offered it. So. There's caffeine in there, right? There's got to be caffeine No,
1: it's it's a different substance. Like, it's not caffeine, but it does energize you.
0: How about that? Okay, <laughs> all right.
2: Yeah, but so the fifth one we did was Cotopaxi. That one was rough because, I mean, I normally, so we did, um, we took a day off, and then we did Ilanita Sur, and we were supposed to take another day or two off before we did Cotopaxi. Um, I was with one of my friends, Irene. She's one of my climbing partners, so we usually do climbing trips together. She's awesome, she kills it. Um, she unfortunately went the day after I did Cotopaxi, so she didn't make it because the weather was horrible. Oh, but wow. The day I went um, we so we went up and we, it was supposed to be good weather, so I didn't really take a rest day. So I did Illinois to sir, um came, slept, and then <coughs> A, my guide freddie was like, Alright, so weather's looking really good. He's like, You looked really strong on Elonese. Sir, do you want to go ahead and give Codopaxi a try? And I was like, Well, I mean, if you say it's a good day and I look okay, then okay, fine, let's go. So that day we hiked up to the lodge, we slept, and oh my gosh, the weather just came in like crazy. So uh-huh. all, I didn't get a wink of sleep the whole entire night. Because uh-huh. normally like you hike up to the lodge, the base camp, the hut, whatever. You lay down around five or six and you try to get a couple hours of sleep. And that night we were supposed to get up at eleven PM. So I did not sleep at all because the wind was so loud, like I thought this whole entire building was gonna blow off the side of the mountain. Oh it my was... god. And so we wake up and I'm like, oh gosh, there's like my guide comes and wakes me up and I'm like, all right, he's about to tell me to go back to sleep. <laughs> he's not gonna summit. The wind's too bad. There's no way. And he goes, All right, gear up, Sarah, we're getting ready. And I'm like, Oh hell no. <laughs> great. So I get geared up and then everybody's down having their coca tea, their little light breakfast. And then you see people opening the door and one by one, you see each team and one by one opening the door and everything's getting like blown back Ugh. because the wind is so bad. And I'm like looking at my guide, like, what the hell are we really going out in that? I mean, this is like a pretty badass mountain guide. So like, of course we're going to go. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no questions asked. So we get out there, the wind's just like knocking you around like crazy. There's some screen <clears throat> rocks to get through before you hit the glacier. You hit the glacier. And on Mount Rainier, on Mount Rainier, whenever you're climbing up, you have some flat patches. Like you don't like it's not completely yep. up. Like there's a couple flat patches.
1: Yep. And and I remember going to the Andes, because my husband asked me. He was like, So what was like climbing Salcantaai? compared to Rainier, was it harder? And I was like, I don't know, because Rainier, we could like stop and we didn't do that for this.
2: Yeah. So I mean, we I was just with me it was just me and my guide. So I could take breaks as often as I wanted to. And there was really not a huge time frame to get up to the summit. As long as we got up to the summit by a certain time, which was I mean, you're gonna get up there by that time, then that is a nice sound. <laughs> We, we publish
0: our uh beer drinking to our, our <laughs> but yeah so anyhow
2: yeah so i mean if you get up by a certain time it's fine but i mean for this mountain it was there really was not any just flat patches to recover this was like going straight up to the summit mm-hmm. and the wind was knocking you around to the point of like i had my ice axe in one hand a trekking pole in the other and when the wind really picked up you had to dig both those things in and just brace because uh. you're about to get knocked <sighs> over like it just like it was horrible so then we get up to the summit, um, and <coughs> it's like a pretty steep thing to go up, and like really like and then you get to the summit. And I mean, Cotopaxi is one of the highest, I think it is actually the highest active volcano in the world. Whoa. And so we get up and it's just like so windy and the clouds are blowing, I couldn't even see the crater. So I'm like, it's windy, it's cold, I'm tired. I'm like, get me off this mountain <laughs> right now. Um, I didn't How say hot? that. What's the peak? What's the elevation there? I think that one's nineteen three, somewhere in the nineteen 19- Oh. 300. I'm exhausted hearing
1: that number. No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I mean that one was that one was a rough one. I think it took me about seven and a half hours <clears> just from the launch to the summit. Just up and then just up, up in three hours now. Yeah, hour. yeah. So then the wind picks up like crazy when we're at the summit. And I'm like like, thinking, like, I'm gone, like, I'm gonna fall into a crevice, I'm dead, I'm gone, like, I'm like, this is it, this is, I mean, I'm, like, always, if it's my time, it's my time, and I was like, it's my time, holy crap, did you, or no, 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 I didn't fall, no, no, but I literally, oh, it was bad, (laughs) so, we start coming down, like, this little, like, ice slope thing off of the summit, and, like, I'm, like, tiptoeing down, like, side, you know, like, doing, like, the sidestep down, because it's just straight ice, the wind is blowing you, like, Every time I pick my foot up, I have to, like, strategically place it down and, like, do it at a time when the wind's not blowing. And, like, I, I'm telling you what, like, I screamed like a little girl. Like, it was bad. Like, the wind was so bad. And then my guide kind of, like, pulls me in on my rope. And I look at him. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, how do I get down from this safely? And he just goes, we got to go and we got to go now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This guy is so calm. Like, the calmest guy you could ever climb with. And I'm like, if he's telling us we got to get off this mountain now, it's I'm like, time we it's go. time go. Oh my god! No, like lollygagging. Well, like, yeah, we got to get down. And so, well, on the way up, I thought like I was so slow because I didn't see anybody up on the way up or on the way down. So I'm like, man, I'm just going really slow. So we are like going down, and I mean, of course, there's like the crevasse bridges you got to cross, and. I'm sure I looked so goofy, and I wish I had a video of it just so, just to reference to people. But the wind was blowing. You had to walk across this really long bridge that was, like, not that wide. And it was just over a crevasse. Like, it was just, you know, just <laughs> a little ice bridge over a crevasse that hadn't busted out. And so it's windy. And, like, both sides of the bridge is crevasse. They're, like It's
0: you... gone. It's yeah, so, down.
2: Yeah. I mean, like, so if I get blown in, like, I get blown in, and I'm pulling my guide with me, well, hopefully he would catch me. I'm sure he would, Hopefully, 100% <laughs> sure he would, but still, it's a scary thought, so I like literally like sit there, and my guy's like, take your time, you're doing good, like, <laughs>
1: and of course he looks like he does this every day, because he literally does, yeah. and yeah. he's hardly breaking a sweat, and yeah,
2: well, fun fact, this guy actually used to hold the speed record of Cotopaxi for summiting, Jeez. I think he summited, oh gosh, I think an hour and a <clears> five- or something like what? on that but yeah no this guy like he's Did like he did
1: crazy. he ski down cuz that's always impressive they carry the skis up and then they ski down the mountain
2: I don't think I don't know I'm not sure I don't think he's much of a skier down the mountain I haven't heard him tell well he's told me lots of stories but I didn't hear him tell any stories about skiing down the mountains
0: Here's the thing if I'm climbing Cotopaxi did mm-hmm. I say that right Cotopaxi
2: yes. mm-hmm. I would want the guy
0: with like the best safety record not the best <laughs> We
1: can go slow as long as I make
2: it. Yeah. He has actually never had anybody get hurt on the mountains on his trip. He's been doing it for 20-something-odd years. All right. Well, oh,
0: man. Okay.
2: so he's, and he's worldwide, like he's climbed in Nepal, all over the place. Like Is it the everywhere. guy
0: from the Dos Equis commercials, They're like the most interesting <laughs> man in the world type guy? Is that, was that I him? Mean, Did he look like him a little bit?
2: No, he doesn't no. have gray hair.
0: Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, he is probably one of the most interesting people I've ever met. Of course. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> he had some cool stories. Wow. Yeah, but we get down and we get it like to that ice bridge, like the little, and it, I mean, it's dark when you're going up, so it's not that scary, but when you're coming down, it's full on light. I can
0: see. I can see. Mm-hmm.
2: So I just like sprint across this little ice bridge and dig my ice axe in the other side. And he's, I look back and he's like kind of chuckling, like laughing at me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we you get, you amateur.
2: Yeah, we get back down to the hut and he goes, That was so funny. I wish I had a video of that. <laughs> oh. Get me the fuck off this yeah, bridge. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, <laughs> do I really have to cross this? Is there any other way around this stupid thing? <laughs> but we got down Cotopaxi safely. Um, once we got down, I found out that I wasn't going really slowly. And the reason why I didn't see very many people in the mountain is because everybody turned around <laughs> because oh, of the wind. Oh, you were on your own. Okay. Yeah, so I think only about 40 people summited that day I went because it was pretty bad. Yikes. Yeah. Well, good
0: for you. And yeah. that was your highest peak that you made that trip.
2: Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And then Chimborazo, that one is the tallest one in Ecuador. And the summit of Chimborazo is the closest point to the sun. Um, if On this you, planet?
0: Yes. Oh. If
2: you measure from the center of the Earth. Because, because
0: the, the Earth isn't perfectly spherical, yes. the equator is close. What are you talking about? The Earth
1: is flat. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, all right. <laughs> That's true. Also, do not vaccinate yourself.
1: absolutely not corona what
0: no vaccines no No. vaccines earth is flat yeah all right so you what happened on uh the summit of the closest summit to the sun
2: well i gave that one a shot um i was feeling pretty weak from all of the previous climbing
1: yeah yeah. I, i don't understand why
2: Yeah, I mean, I couldn't figure it out either, but... Jeez. Yeah, no, I made it um, to, like, 18,000 feet-ish the first time I tried and just couldn't make it, and we actually had, like, I think four or five days left over for, like, our trip in Ecuador, so the guy kinda proposed to me is like, well, you and Irene can go down to Banos. We can rest for a couple days. All right, you
0: said Irene. Who's Irene?
2: So, Irene is my wonderful climbing partner, so we... So I met her actually training on Mount Rainier. Um, so she was on the Mount Rainier trip with me. We did the whole mountaineering school and all that stuff. And after we finished, I was talking to her about Ecuador. And she had already had a trip planned to Ecuador and was like, come with me. And so Got we went climbing together in Ecuador.
0: Yeah. So that was your oh, – now. is she on Facebook? Yes. All right. We need to tag her in this, so we're going to have to connect. Yep. Get, get that okay. all connected. Yeah. So.
2: Irene is awesome. She's been <coughs> climbing – Oh, she's been climbing. She did Kili. She summited Killy. Oh. She. She's.
0: Do we have Irene coming in here right now? No. <laughs> no she's don't. in New York. She doesn't live here in Austin. would <laughs> be one of those fun, yeah. like, surprise moments. Like, look
2: who's coming through.
0: Which is the bathroom, but yeah. she's not in the bathroom.
2: Yeah. No. She's awesome. Um. <laughs> no, yeah. Actually- she's she's
1: pooping on a mountain. That's what real <laughs> mountaineers do.
2: She's not pooping in that little thumb paddle bathroom. Yeah. No. <laughs> We're actually planning a climbing trip to Mexico upcoming here shortly. Oh, so. oh wow.
1: So you want to climb after this trip? I feel like it would have turned me off.
2: It did for like a month because the whole, so my end, yeah, for like a month. My end goal is to climb Denali. Denali my, is Denali's my big one. So that's the one that I want to climb, summit. So I've been like, the, that's why I'm climbing and trying to get all this altitude experience. Um, is because I want to summit down.
0: <clears throat> it's cold. Denali's cold. Oh, it's Oof. really
2: fucking cold. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but so, I mean, we'll see. I don't know. But I think Irene and I might go to Mexico here pretty soon.
0: All right. Yeah. So anyhow, you're on your way up. You didn't. Uh... Yeah.
2: So made it first time, made it to 18,000 feet. Um, our guide proposed that we go back down to a lower elevation, rest, relax, recover. And if we want to give Chimborazo another try, we can. Um, so I decided to give Chimborazo another try. And so I went for it. Um, we got up to the <coughs> Camp, which advanced base camp was around 17,700 feet yeah.
1: oh
2: yeah I mean and this was like a pretty like this was like no lodges no huts like we were in like big white tents. Tent, right <laughs> yeah and so well
0: that's the thing if you're trying to rest and recover yeah you're not really resting and recovering no. too much at 17,000 feet <laughs> I know, you're so. just like I'm just getting colder yeah, and I'm getting more dehydrated like yeah
2: so we, I gave it after, like, two, I don't, I don't even remember. It was, like, two or three days of rest down in Baños. Um, we went back to Chimborazo. Uh, we went up to, hiked up to Advanced Base Camp. And, I mean, Advanced Base Camp was just these big white tents. We had a latrine that, like, you could go huh? to the, yeah. And it had a nice view at night. So, again, I'm a shy pooper, so if I had to go, I used to <laughs> <sleep>. <laughs> so Nobody was around. <laughs> I had a nice, like, look over. You can see a lights in the distance, the stars. So, I mean, it was a nice, relaxing, like, it was nice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: uh, Alpine Start started, I think, I think we had to wake up at, like, 10 or 11 um, to start for Chimborazo. And that one, the first time we tried it, we had beautiful weather. No wind, no snow, no ice. Second time was shit. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, it started out like a beautiful, quiet night. Um, No wind. Uh, We started and we hit the glacier. And as soon as we hit the glacier, the wind started picking up. And this was windier than Cotopaxi was. And so I pushed and pushed and pushed. um, And when I was struggling the whole way up, I made it to about like 19,300 or so, 19,400 or so, and then ended up turning around. Because the wind was so bad, I was totally gassed, got really dizzy, altitude was kicking my butt. And my guide was like, my guide, Freddie, was like, well, we can keep on going, He's like but if you get to the summit you're not going to see anything. He's like it's like all snowy icy up there. I mean at this point I was covered head to toe in ice like oh. every... cuz it was just snowing, blind, blind. icing, horrible wind. Like it was just like snowstorm up there. And so I was like okay, I'm ready to turn back turn around. around. Yeah. No, you go here. I want coca tea. <laughs> <laughs> so we turned back around. And went back to Advanced Space Camp and had some tea. And that was the end of my and trip. That was it. <laughs> but I do have to go back and try Chimborazo because I don't like to leave things unfinished. So,
0: I'll be back. And that's fair. So, mm-hmm. let's talk yes. a little about, move on to, like, training. How yeah, can, that's
1: what I want to know. Either altitude Ooh.
0: training. I know you're <laughs> running. I've seen you yeah. running here on the path. Was that yeah. was that a big piece of training? Or was there, like, yes. other... Tell us about that.
2: Well, it kind of sucks training in Austin because, I mean, there's... I mean, Altitude. No Mount, else, dude. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Mount Bonnell is like the highest spot we have here. And it's like maybe 50 steps up to the summit of Mount Bonnell. <laughs> but so you kind of just really have to get your cardio and gear to be able to handle the altitude because you want your heart to be able to recover quickly. So what uh, I did was, I mean, I did a lot of rock climbing. I do bouldering for fun quite often um, at the bouldering gym in Austin. And another big portion that I really think helped me was hit classes. So oh. a lot of, like, high-intensity interval in interval training. Yeah. So whenever I would run, I would do distance runs and interval runs. So those are my two big things. Distance runs, I would do anywhere from, like, three miles to six miles because I'm not a runner, unfortunately. <laughs> mm, I think you are, though. But anyways, go
0: on. But then the intervals, you're yeah,
2: the intervals, doing
0: intervals. Yeah, you the know,
2: yeah. That's so harder. I, yeah, I do, like, 45- to 60-minute interval runs. Um, really, yeah. like, push my heart rate up to – uh, like a high capacity and try to like I'd try to get my heart rate up to 180 and 190 and hold it there for like two oh. to three minutes yeah oh. and then I would try to get it in like one minute to a minute and a half I'd try to get it down to 160 um, t- in two minutes I'd try to get it back down to like 150 but in like a recovery set um, and I would do that consistently
0: that reminds me of swim swim practices man, oh, you, man that... yeah. oh. I did
2: competitive swimming my whole high middle school high school career yeah and yet I don't run into at Barton Springs at all. Well, it's cold there.
0: Oh. <laughs> it's so cold to
2: swim there. Are you, are you from Texas originally? No, I'm from Indiana. Oh, come on! I know, I know, I know. <laughs> maybe this summer. Maybe this is a summer. I'll see First fun. of
0: all, it's no summer. It's not a summer activity. It's a year-round activity. So uh, maybe tomorrow morning.
2: <laughs> all right. We'll see.
0: <laughs> uh, I may be a little hungover. Tomorrow, so I may not swim tomorrow, but anyhow.
1: Another two-bottle of wine day?
0: Uh, no, no. It's, it's, all Zoe. it's an all-Zoe all day.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but I, I mean, I usually did interval training was what really helped me because whenever you're doing those mountains, you want your heart to be able yeah, your to recover heart rate. quickly. Like, that's the biggest thing because if you can't recover on those mountains, you're screwed whether you're at 10,000 feet or 19,000 feet. And then heavy lifting. So I did a lot of lifting um, with my lower body. Because you want to be – able, because you're – I mean, I wouldn't say – we didn't carry heavy packs. Like, on Mount Rainier, we had a 60-pound pack in the training Mm -hmm. because we were carrying all of our gear and stuff. But on these mountains, there were smaller packs. But um, you want to be able to carry the heavy packs up to the base camp or advanced base camp with all your gear. And also, um, I did pack training on the one trail in Austin that has any elevation gain, which is the River Place Nature Trail. So I would hit that trail up, like, usually weekly or every other weekend. Um, with like a 50, 55 pound pack, and do that once through, which is a six mile, I think it's like 2,500 steps on that trail, like there and back. So that wow. was my training. Yeah. And it wasn't <laughs> enough. That, like and that wasn't enough. I still felt like I should have done more. <laughs> well,
0: everybody does. You yeah. can't, you can't actually completely train to do altitudes you've never been at before.
2: True. Right.
0: Now I know. So mm. yeah, that's true. Yep. Wow. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any more questions for our guest right now as far as
1: I'm, I'm I'm sorry, I had to take a nap. I was so exhausted. What what was going on? <laughs> just kidding. Um wow, I'm I'm just yeah, I'm impressed. And I I like to brag about, you know, climbing Mount Rainier and I have no bragging rights anymore because no, I've I- never done anything that tough. So
2: Mount Rainier is not
1: easy. Well, congratulations. You definitely deserve some praise. But I have a fun game for us to play.
0: Playing a game? Yay!
1: Oh, yeah. Um, this fits in so well, you guys. I just I just want a pat on the back.
0: Yeah? I just got a, I just got a text message. Our game is now sponsored. Oh! The game is sponsored by uh, Mike Bloomberg for president. <laughs> <laughs> he,
1: he suspended his campaign.
0: I know, but he paid... Well, but he's still paying us? All right, take it. Well, because he suspended it today, I got the... Uh... Is about a $400,000 deposit for uh, Mike Bloomberg. So, Mike Bloomberg for president, everybody.
1: All right, that will cover our wine for about two months. <laughs> awesome. Perfect. Thanks, Mike. All
0: right, let's talk about this game. Now, I've, I've not. Marley doesn't know what the game is. I don't know what the game no. is. Are no. you going to tell us? Yeah. Okay.
1: So, this is a tallest mountain quiz game.
2: Oh, Oh, gosh.
1: Okay. No, Marley, I already know you're going to own this. So (laughs) how we're going to do this is we. So I actually planned it because I thought Tali was going to be here. So now I need to rethink this. (laughs) Um, We're going to switch off questions. Who answers first? Okay. Um, But you each have to give your own independent answer. It's no greater than, less than, agree, disagree. Got it. It's. Whoever goes first. So we'll let Marley go first for the first one. And I will, I'm going to be asking questions about the tallest mountain on each continent.
0: So hold on, hold on. Um, You're not, you're just asking questions. Okay, so you're not involved in guessing or anything?
1: No, I'm not involved in guessing because I have the answers in front of me. All right. So I could guess, do you want me to play? I have the answers here.
0: structure the game down. that's cool.
1: No, it's gonna it's gonna work best if I if oh someone God. knows the answers. So
0: seven questions seven continents. Yeah. so
1: like for instance, since you already said it, Marley, mm-hmm. um, Aconcagua is the tallest mountain in South America. So, some questions.
0: Marley just getting a point. Like,
1: that's it. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, she clearly wins already, but anyways. Um, and you already said that it was in Argentina. So, the, that's a question I might ask, is what's the tallest mountain in South America? What country is it located in? And how tall is it? Should we do in meters or in feet?
2: Ooh, I'm Ooh. a feet person. I, I've tried to convert to meters. Yeah, no, meters. I think Fonz is
1: too. Fonz is a feet
0: person. Well, in six of the seven continents are going to measure it in
2: meters,
1: meters right? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, no, we can do feet. It'll just be easier that way. So I guess maybe the first question I can ask is how many feet tall is Aconcagua, the tallest mountain in South America, which happens cool. to be in Argentina? All right. So who's this question? I still don't understand that. The- <laughs> well, so so one person okay. gets to answer first. So it you both get to answer the question, but one person gets to go first. Uh,
2: who goes unless
1: first? unless Marley gets this right on the dot, which would be amazing. Um, Not,
2: oh, I'll let Pons go first.
0: 19,300 feet. Wrong. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> uh, Mar- All, right, so- All right, Marley. Just take it over now. Does Marley
2: get penalized for trying to be the moderator?
1: No, because she's going to get it right. So go on.
2: Well, I don't know exact numbers, but I know it's like around 24,300-ish. All right.
1: And Fonz, you said what?
2: 19,300.
1: All right. Well, it, I, I'm going with who's closer. And it actually was close, but Marley did get a little bit closer. It's 22,841
0: feet. All right.
2: It's a little shorty.
0: All right, I got uh, I got that one wrong, but that was the one I had a disadvantage with because Marley climbed it. <laughs>
2: no, I didn't climb that one. <laughs> no way.
0: She
1: did not climb that one, but she did mention it. Okay, so here's my next question, Fons. You get to answer this one first, even though Do
0: the last one
1: first. Okay, well then Marley gets to go first. So the tallest mountain in the world is in Asia. The second tallest, you know, it's in South America. The well, the continent. What is the the if you're lining up all of the continents on the tallest peak, what comes third? What continent?
2: So, Are we talking the seven summits or are we talking? Yes, the
1: seven summits. So seven. if you line up the seven okay. summits, it's Asia, then South America, then what continent's
0: next?
2: Um, I think it's North America. I concur.
1: See, that's what I said you can't do, Fonz. You can't agree. Uh,
0: then I'll say Africa.
1: Okay, well, Marley still wins. (laughs) It is. It is. And do you know, for bonus points, do you know the name of it? Which I hope you do. Marley. It's (laughs) Denali. And I hate it when people call it Mount McKinley. I
2: know. Because you
1: literally, there was a name for this mountain. And you literally renamed it. You're like, no, I don't like that.
0: Yeah. But here's the thing is that they unrenamed, Obama unrenamed it.
1: Wait. yep he did no you're right he
2: did mount mckinley again no,
0: no
1: it's, it's denali
2: part.
0: okay yeah so yeah it's been yep. now denali there's no more mount, McK- mount mckinley is a historical thing
1: <laughs> yep
0: all, all denali it's
1: true
0: that was uh president mckinley who's like i need something cool i'll just pick the big mountain and like <laughs> oh
2: we had a president named mckinley
0: yes we do. yeah <laughs> And he named a mountain after himself. Obama's like, fuck
2: you, it's Denali. It's
1: Denali, because that's what the native people called it. And fuck you, you didn't discover it, McKinley. Okay. Any guesses?
0: We had a president McKinley? No. No, okay. All right. Okay, well Fonz gets a point for that. Yeah. yeah okay. One live <laughs> up battle. If point. we had
2: like a game with politics, I would totally lose. All well, right. thank
1: thank God we don't. Yeah. Okay. So Fons, any guess? For, for, on, for, for, this is Fons first. Yeah. Any guess on how tall Denali is?
0: Oh, I'm gonna go with oh shit, twenty in feet, right? In feet. I'm just killing time. Um, twenty thousand nine hundred seventy-eight feet.
1: All right. And Marley.
2: Twenty thousand. Two
1: hundred and eighty-seven. Wow, Marley was only twenty-one feet off. <laughs> it's um twenty thousand three hundred and eight feet.
2: Okay, oh, about that.
1: I thought it was taller than that. I thought it was like twenty-four. Yeah. So well, th-
2: yeah, yeah, but
0: it would not be taller than that one. It would be taller than the one in South America. Yeah. yeah. Just, oh.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. All right.
0: Good old Denali. It's cold up there.
2: Really freaking cold. Yeah. Also,
0: like, it's hard to get a picture of Denali because of the weather, right? I got a good one.
2: Okay. That's oh, the no. end of the
0: story. It's not a great story. I have a, um, I have a picture of... Here's a, Oh, here's a a cool I have a picture of a mountain. <laughs> Thanks,
1: but, but you don't. You already told us you don't have a picture of
0: Kilimanjaro. No,
2: not that. I have the Denali. Denali. Yeah, Denali is hard to get a picture
0: of. Because <laughs> it's always cloudy.
2: Yeah.
0: You know, physics, meteorology, mm-hmm. water, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> All right. So what's the score? Two to two?
1: Um, no, it's definitely, you have you have only one point. <laughs> but nice try. All right. Okay. okay. We're going to have Marley go first on this one. Okay. Um, and then Fons, you can follow it up. All right. Second. Um, so, well, we already know that Kilimanjaro is the highest peak in Africa. Mm-hmm. What country is it in?
0: Oh, Tanzania. I am going to uh, object to the question. I, I do not agree <laughs> with the premise because it is definitely in Tanzania, but it's also in Kenya. So the mountain itself is on the border of the two countries. Okay. All right.
1: So it's like, what country is Mount Everest in?
0: Wait, are you asking another question? Yeah, you... because
1: it's the same thing. Which country is it in? It's on a border. But which country would you say it's in?
0: Mount Everest?
1: Yeah,
0: so, I don't know. I, I haven't climbed that one. I was in uh, Kenya and Tanzania. Yeah, Actually, but Tanzania side.
2: I think they technically go by the summit. So, yeah, Kilimanjaro's in Tanzania. Summit is
0: 100% in Tanzania. Yep. Tanzania. They call it Tanzania.
2: Tanzania. Um, I think same thing for Mount Everest. The summit yep. in, in Nepal. But yep. it's correct. From Tibet or Nepal.
1: Yep. That is correct. So it's in between Tibet and Nepal, but the summit is in Nepal. So that's who gets the mountain.
0: We get the mountain or do we still get a live, love, paddle point for answering the question,
1: right? <laughs> um, you get the summit of the mountain if you can climb it, which, okay, you've already climbed Kilimanjaro, but nope. you don't, you don't get the point.
0: All right. Sorry. So according to Case Hogan Franz' Fitcast Law, I
2: own Kilimanjaro. Yeah. Oh, Duh.
0: Awesome. <laughs> I love this game. Okay,
1: Fonz, let's see if you can get this one. All right. How tall in feet is Mount Kilimanjaro? You should know
2: this. You should know this. You should know this. You should know this. You've been
0: there. <laughs> 5,996 meters times blah, 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 19,980 feet.
2: Okay. What do you think, Marley? 19,872. <laughs>
1: Nineteen
2: thousand three hundred and forty. Oh yeah. wow. I was off, but, yeah. you, you, you done the map, but it was a long time ago. You both
1: yeah. you both overestimated, but it was both in the nineteen, so good job. <laughs> okay. By a All Still right. not an easy climb though. Nope. Oh god no. <laughs> okay. Um what is the um this one is for Marley. Okay. What is the highest peak in Europe?
2: Ooh. Europe. Uh, Mount
1: Elbrus. Ding, ding, ding! Sorry, Fonz, I don't even give you a chance to answer. <laughs> but you can guess, Fonz, what country it's
0: in. in Europe. I didn't hear the answer, so can I re-guess the answer?
1: Yes. Why, why, did, why didn't you hear it? She's in the same room made, as you.
2: i away from you. I know, but
1: I was, I was drinking. <laughs> I, I'm... I'm a thousand miles away and i heard the answer
0: all right you're up oh it's gonna be no i'm gonna go with finland wow is it finland
1: it is not so would you like to steal
2: oh marley gets to steal me russia
1: mm-hmm. wow this okay i did not yes that's the answer but damn this girl is way better at this game than i thought she
2: would be yeah. <laughs> um all right Looked into the seven summits and being able to summit all of them. However, I do not have the financial ability to do so. Because,
1: yeah, especially um, Everest, because that's yeah. like a forty thousand dollar investment
2: right there. If you want to go with a shitty company, it's, if you want to go for like an American Westernized company, it's like eighty to a hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. That's so, a lot of bat tours. Yeah, I know. I don't think <laughs> it's, it's maybe,
1: a lot of bats. Hey, maybe you can trade. Maybe they've never seen bats before, and you can take them out. And... <laughs> Okay, Marley, how tall is Mount Elbrus in feet? Ooh, um, I think it's in the
2: 18,000 range. 18,345, I don't know.
1: Good guess, funds?
0: I would go with 19019.
1: Okay, well Marley, once again, it's 18,510. Oh, 5, 10. man. <laughs> this is just crazy. Um, I'm just impressed by how close she is. Okay. Um, time out, time out. You're really impressed how close she is. I'm (laughs) off by like four feet. feet. I don't, I don't care about you, Fonz. Anyways, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) So, we know that Mount Everest, which is in Asia.
0: Who does this go to?
1: Oh God, I don't know. We'll give it to, we'll give it to Fonz. No, we'll give it to Marley and then Fonz can, can Mm -hmm. work off that. We're going to give him a handicap. Sorry, Fonz. Fair enough. <laughs> so we know that Mount Everest in the continent of Asia is the tallest yeah. mountain. Which continent has the least tallest summit? The least
0: tallest summit. So yeah. there's seven continents, and one of them is. All okay. Down.
1: So our continent choices yeah. are Asia, Europe, North America, South America, Africa, Antarctica. And Oceania, which is Australia.
0: Australia New Zealand. And New Zealand.
1: And New Zealand and Papua New Guinea. I think. Well, New- I think.
2: Okay. Oceania.
0: Oh, I don't get to concur, though. Okay, cool. Uh, I will
2: go with... <laughs>
1: but um, you, can. you can. You've done it before.
0: I know, but I got yelled at.
2: There's, I yeah, that, you did. the right answers, if I'm correct. They're Thai? There's a
0: tie. There's no way there's a tie. I, so. I, I will tell you there's
1: not a tie. There's not a tie. I will go with,
0: uh, I'll go with Antarctica.
1: Fonz, you got a point.
0: Boom. Woo! Ship it. Okay. All right. All
1: so right. Mount, Mount Vincent in Antarctica is the shortest summit of all seven continents.
0: All
1: right. Um, how tall do you think that is, Fonz?
0: 12,444.
1: Good guess. Marlene? Thanks. Um, no, it's not that. Not that. All right, she says it is not 12. Well, I, I agree. It's not that exact
2: Miley <laughs> Marley wins. Um, I think it's in this, I
1: don't know, 16,210.
2: 16 the,
1: the, to 10. This girl needs to go home. 16.049.
0: Well, she missed by like 100.
1: She, she got so a hundred feet when you're the sixteen thousand foot mountain? Oh, I don't know. I know
0: that
2: would be one of the hardest to climb because it's yeah, just cold. And you're isolated. You're like if you're if hurt, injured, or anything, you're fucked. Like nobody's coming in to rescue you. You're you and, and hungry. You're not like, Can I get a Whataburger? Nope.
1: That didn't <laughs> happen. Oh, a- definitely not. You have to buy all your food somewhere else. <laughs> Although Anthony Bourdain did do um a no reservations in antarctica there is a cafeteria there
2: what in like mcmurdo
1: i think it's in the south pole actually
0: (laughs) (laughs) no they don't eat like penguins they probably eat penguins and seals
1: no they they like ship in all the food and it's super expensive and they don't have any produce because it doesn't last
2: um
1: okay but anyways last question all right
0: Mm -hmm. what's the score
1: um i don't know but marley's winning <laughs> all right, fair enough. Okay, so Oceania, aka Australia and Co, has the second shortest summit of all the continents at sixteen thousand. 000... Oh my God! I have them in the wrong order. It is Oceania.
2: That's what I thought. I thought it was the Carson Pyramid.
1: She's Isn't right. It? I have them in the wrong order here. It's okay. I'm not giving away my point well you have to because yeah well it's a very short it's about 25 27 feet difference um but yeah the question is what is the name of the highest peak in oceania okay how about this what country is it in i'll
2: let Pons go first australia Nope. indonesia damn it (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> wow she is so good I literally had no idea how good she was when I made this game
2: <laughs> I have a weird obsession with mountains it's probably not healthy
1: <laughs> well it wins you a lot of K-Selkin Fons points so you should keep it up maybe you'll make it to Wheel of Fortune one day <laughs> I had them in the wrong order on here how did I do that
0: uh, that I do not know
1: I don't know I couldn't awesome. have had them in alphabetical order because it wouldn't have worked out well up till this point.
2: <laughs> that one's actually really, so the one in Antarctica, Mount Vincent, and then also Carson Pyramid one, those two are the most isolated because you kind of have to go, like in Carson Pyramid, you have to get helicoptered into base camp because you can't hike through the jungle because you have to go through a lot of the cannibalistic local tribes in, what is it, Guinea, Papua New Guinea? Yeah. So they actually helicopter. Yeah into base camp so you're safe so that's why it's really really expensive to do the Kurtz and Pyramid
1: yeah I could understand that
0: Yeah. wow and like so Marley our, our guest is researcher she did not know what the game was and now I was just you know and I got schooled and I'm okay with that
1: <laughs> seriously I wouldn't have been able to hold a candle to any of this I looked at this is what like honestly even if I looked up the answers and looked away I would not have gotten as close as she did <laughs>
0: wow how about that all right amazing uh all right so i concede uh i lose the game today it's okay
1: funs i i'm the real loser i picked this terribly unfair game
2: <laughs> had no, chance.
0: no <laughs> chance you know what else let's uh, should we move on to our segments
1: let's move on to our segments so <laughs> mike bloomberg brought us this game who brought us our favorite thing segment?
0: Live, love, paddle. Live, love, paddle. They don't. Uh, I will tell you this. Live, love, paddle does not have uh, Mike Bloomberg money. <laughs>
1: yeah, good. Don't take that money.
0: <laughs> all right. Live, love, paddle is. These are a few of my favorite
2: things. Right. right. I'm not gonna so, sing that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> our guests are required to sing at some point. You don't have to sing that song, oh, no. but uh, mm-hmm. that's cool. Um, all right. So uh, for our, our new listeners. This is a segment where each of us talks about the uh, our favorite thing that's happened in the last month or two, whatever. So, uh K-Sog, you want to go first or should I?
1: I am happy to go first. Okay. My favorite thing is avocado.
0: Avocado hmm. or avocados?
1: Um, the more the merrier. So, multiple avocados.
0: Tell us why. You found new recipes or what's... No, I
1: just... So, the other day, you know when you get an avocado and it's fresh from the store. You have to wait because you can't cut into it right away. You know, it's not going to be good. You're not going to be able to cut into it. And you wait and you wait and you wait. And then the moment comes and you cut into it and it's like super Brown. Yeah. yeah. That did not happen to me. I had three avocados and I cut into two of them and they were damn perfect.
2: Perfect. So That's a good
0: day. You yes. Make some tacos? Would you make tacos out of it, or?
1: Um, make- we did do some tacos. We with the third avocado, we like to do this rice and tuna recipe, where we do rice and tuna and some sriracha sauce and some mayo, and we mix it all together, and it's this amazing thing. And I had it for lunch.
0: Wow. Yeah. Very yeah. nice. So you put your favorite thing together based on your lunch today.
1: Pretty much. Yeah. But it was more just the cutting into the avocado and it was
0: perfect.
1: (laughs) I mean, when you cut into an avocado and it's perfect, you kind of need to tell everybody. So that's what this is all about. The
2: world needs to know.
0: Yeah. 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 I screwed up. I lived in San Diego for a month and we had an avocado tree, which is just full of like hundreds of avocados. Well, who needs Mount
1: Kilimanjaro when you have an avocado tree? Agreed. So I pulled out, I, I was there da, da, da,
0: and then Kelly, my wife at the time, girlfriend visited me and she's like, look at all those avocado. I'm like, cool. So I pull them off and like, now you got to wait like two weeks before you eat them. I'm like, well, I'm not going to be here in two weeks. <laughs> I should have known that when I first, Yeah. I could have just eaten avocados for the last, uh,
2: should have taken advantage of it.
0: Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, I fucked that one up, but that's okay.
2: <laughs> yes, yeah, sure did. All right, my favorite thing,
0: and I made this up today too, sort of. My s- friendly staff, my coworkers at Love Love Paddle,
2: we're awesome. Aww. <laughs> Marley
0: included, and all the people I played uh, disc golf with today. It was I, I had a great time with them, and we're having a great time now. I really, honestly, I wanted to do Randy Rainbow again for my favorite thing. You know, Randy Rainbow. Oh, what's that? Oh, Marley doesn't know Randy Rainbow I after. Under a rock. <laughs> he was my favorite thing uh, last month I believe So, uh, but no it's all the people I like played disc golf with today and Marley here tonight they're just great people it's my favorite time of the week is uh, my Wednesdays I love it
2: Aww. Aww. So uh,
0: we do work with
2: great
0: people we do it's fun they're you know they're kayaking guys they're like whatever I'm going to poop on the side of a mountain <laughs> that's cool if
2: I have to take a shit
0: when I'm ice climbing it is what it is it is what's happening <laughs> I'm with you. You better not be below me on
2: that ice wall.
1: Nope. Oh, my God. I forgot that I wanted to bring this up. Uh Did you know? So the the Olympic marathon trials um, just happened in Atlanta last weekend. I think one of our former guests was there. One of our former guests, Kate Barrett, ran in them. Go, Kate. Yeah. But I forgot to mention that the guy that came in, si- the man that came in sixth place.
2: All right. He
1: came in sixth place overall, took a poop at mile 11.
2: Oh. How do you do that? Do you just stop and shit on the side of the road?
0: Or was it on the back of his calf? And... Oh, no.
1: It, it, I'm reading it now. It said that he had to poop at, since mile 11. <laughs> but at mile 18 is when he pooped. Oh, No, oh, did it just run all over the back? Because
0: at that point, if you're six, like it's not like you're like I'm gonna take a couple minutes off and find a porto and shoot.
1: No, and then you lose the pack, like you're done. Wait, so did he? Did
0: he? Did just... he just poop on his uh, his legs?
1: No, he went to a porta potty. He oh, did. so he gave up. His... Yeah, he estimates that his pit stop cost him fifteen to twenty seconds. Slightly more than Chalene Flanagan's bathroom visit during the 2018 Boston Marathon. In and out. <laughs> I mean, when you got to go, you got to go. And they asked him if he wiped, and he was like, are you joking? Of course not. No, I actually, I had that
0: on a run. I don't know if y'all have had this on a run, but I've had that on a run. It was in Chicago. I was running up uh, Barry. You know Barry Street?
1: In yes. Yeah. yeah. In
0: Chicago. I, yeah. And I, I had been holding Sorry, it I'm
1: putting two and two together.
0: I'd only held it in for like a mile or two, and then you I'm like, it. I can't hold it in, and then you just go there, and it's just whoosh. It
1: happens? happens?
0: And then uh, you're like, all right, that was 10 seconds. I feel bad for whoever's garden that was,
2: but whatever. It you was do. in a garden? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Fertilizer.
2: Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Fertilizer. I've never done that, but I've peed my pants when I was doing, like, races. Oh. Like, yeah, it that happens. happened. But, I mean, you can't really, there's nowhere to stop for, like, cross-country or, like, backcountry races. That's true. All right. Okay, Marley,
1: do you have a favorite thing? What's
2: your favorite thing for the last month or two? So, my favorite thing for the last month-ish has been Uh, General Kayaking. Opening chocolate.
1: Oh my god, how did you know? Am I that loud?
2: No, kayaking. So, I'm actually working on training, possibly, for the Texas Safari Race, which Hmm. is starting in June.
0: What is that? Yeah.
2: Oh, that will be a race that starts in the San Marcos area on the Guadalupe River and you kayak out to the um, Gulf of Mexico? Yes, that. Wow. Uh, 160 mile kayak race. So I'm kind of preparing for that. Don't quite surely know if I'm 100% joining or racing or doing that, but preparing just in case I want to. So we'll see.
0: Wow, that's yeah. incredible. <laughs> okay, so have you ever kayaked 260
2: miles? No. No. Me either. It'll be interesting. <laughs> <Me either.
0: laughs>
2: it should be a feat. We'll see. <laughs> Most people have not. Wow. Wow. wow.
1: Right. I'm looking at this river on a map.
2: Yeah. It's it wind- very windy. I'm just more worried about, so I didn't know uh, water moccasins and alligators came into play. So when I was talking to Casey, who's the owner of Live Love Paddle, because he's actually participated in the race and finished, he goes, Marley, it was the worst thing I've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, if you want to do it, I'll help you.
0: (laughs) Well, the problem is, like, it's one thing to have to poop while you're climbing a mountain. But if you're in a kayak and you poop, yeah, you're sitting in that shit.
2: I'm not doing that. (laughs) Uh -uh. (laughs) How long is a 260-mile kayak? Well, so they give you 100 hours to complete it. So I would like to complete it within... 48 to 60 hours. All right. So, so um, I don't want to take the full hundred hours. So we'll see. I'll be entering in the novice race if I do because I'm like, I'm not, there's some pretty well, yeah, competitive... Yeah, you're not racing. No, like, no, no. There are people who can race, yeah. but that's not us. No, I, I mean, maybe if I do it again, I'll enter in like a different heat, but I'm, I'm not, You some,
1: should totally do it, though. That's amazing.
2: Yeah. So I mean, I would love to do it. It's something I've been wanting to do since I moved to Texas, but there's no way I'm entering. There's some pretty competitive people in that race.
0: Wow. I've been doing
2: it for years.
0: With really
2: expensive, kayaks, fancy... Yeah. Is Tali doing it? Hell no.
0: Tali's going to be weighed down by the three cases alone. <laughs> <Five. laughs>
2: yeah, no. <laughs> Tali's uh, done some pretty cool things, but he's more of a rafting guide or canoeer. Yeah. I, wouldn't, I don't think he'd know what to do if we put him in a racing kayak or anything.
0: <laughs> he would just tip over. And yeah, and then he'd
2: be screwed and be like, fuck this, I'm drinking my Lone Star.
0: <laughs> Watch y'all. Yeah. <laughs> all right, amazing, cool. Um, we all got our favorite things in. What's our next segment, partner?
1: All right, so our next segment is the mailbag, brought to us by Goodspeed Cycles in Homewood, Illinois. And I have a mailbag. Do you have a mailbag?
0: I have exactly one. So. Um, I have one
1: too.
0: Is here's a question or comment?
1: Mine is multiple questions from a frantic individual. So yeah. I think we should do mine first.
0: Well, because it's frantic, like it's, this is yeah. uh, No, there's
1: like multiple question marks after these questions.
0: All right. Is Marley, is she, can she answer too or? Yes. Yes. All right.
1: All right. Um, so this is from Sarah in Flossmoor, Illinois. Okay. And she says, and I'm going to tag her in this. She doesn't know sure. I'm putting this on the air.
0: Is there an H? Is it Sarah with an H or no?
1: Um, it is. All it right. is Sarah with an H. The correct way to spell it. So she's going to hate me. I'm doing my first indoor try, and I'm freaking out. I've never done a try before. So my questions, and sit down, everybody. This is going to take a while. All right. Are there set transition times, or do you transition and they trim time off? Three exclamation points. Do they, or three question marks. I
0: was going to say, that's a weird question with exclamation points at the end, but go ahead.
1: Do they have clocks or counters for the swim? One question mark. Is there a one minute bell? Two question marks. Are there quick start run buttons? Are there quick start buttons on the run or the bike? Two question marks. Is there a place to hold my phone in water? Question mark.
2: Whoa, that's a lot of questions.
1: That's a lot of questions. And honestly, my reaction to this is chill out. It's an indoor try. Sorry, sorry. That's my, that's my response. I can't answer to any of this
2: because I've never done a triathlon. All right. So do not swim with your phone. (laughs) Okay, good. (laughs) Start with that one.
0: That's an easy one. Um, Oh, uh, yeah. So timing-wise, you don't worry about it that much. The indoor try is going to be on an exercise bike probably, right? Of course.
1: Yeah, and you'll have to counter there so yeah
0: don't bring your phone don't worry about indoor tries are really short too so you don't have to worry about entertaining yourself yeah Um, I think the overall question the overall answer is don't worry about it
1: just just try your absolute best like that's that would be my advice like it's only going to be like 15 minutes ish for each thing so just do it and you'll only hurt for 15 minutes and see what you've got and that's it
0: and then you can set that as a standard for future tries if you need to, but don't worry about it now. You have nothing to compare it to, so Yeah. They'll give you your results at the end, so that's fine.
2: So are indoor triathlon shorter than normal? Yeah. Oh yeah. Only okay. because okay. it's
0: just it's sort of like a starter thing and it happens in the gym and swimming okay. like one point two miles in a pool. Good you, luck. That's well, boring. like it'd be more Yep. Less, yep. also like Who's going to sign up for it? Like, no. you can only have six people. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Right? So. Yeah, that's the
1: thing is it's in a gym and you, yeah, you can only have like up to six people at a time. So you have to do it in waves that start 15 minutes apart and.
0: Right. So they, they have to be shorter. Yeah.
1: But, but also, you know, especially like if it's your first triathlon, cause that's what she said. Don't worry about it.
0: Yeah. Don't worry about your time. Just go, just do it. Yeah. And, and you're
1: going to make mistakes. Like, I just remember, I still make mistakes in triathlons, and I've done, like, 20 of them. Like, just yeah. learn from it, and it's part of the process, and I don't know.
0: And my, I think I've told this story where my first indoor try, I was actually on the news in the morning. I told
1: <laughs> you. <laughs> yes, you did.
0: It was at a Formula Fitness Club downtown chicago Mm -hmm. and i just did it in order to win because i did not sign up for the chicago try in time so ffc had a spot and they're like do an indoor try at our gym the winner gets a spot so i did this the thing i didn't win but uh whatever the fox news in the morning was there and uh They were filming me while I was running wearing literally my Speedo and a pair of shoes (laughs) on a treadmill.
1: That does not surprise me at all.
0: But the anchor woman was like hey, these guys are buff. Can anybody get in this try? And I'm and I'm actually watching the news while I'm running and she's talking about me being buff. I'm like, thank you. All right. I, I accept. <laughs> I accept that. Even though I didn't win, I'm cool with that.
1: But, but if you know Fonz, he tries to wear as little clothing as possible. Yeah. As, as little and as tight fitting of clothing as possible. Fonz, did you see my Insta story the other day?
0: i did not let's talk about
1: your oh my gosh well now it's gone well i took a video there was a man in spandex bike shorts and um a scarf on his head running and oh, not only was fighting. he running but he had two dogs attached to his hip yeah
0: that's fawns. That's. and right. i was
1: like is this a fawn sighting
2: yeah i've never seen fawns or anything else other than bike shorts Except for tonight, he has normal like basketball shorts. Regular basketball. Oh well, let me show
1: you our wedding photos because I told him the one thing was he had to wear normal pants.
2: What did he wear? I wore pants. He wore
1: pants. He wore like dress pants. He
2: did? Oh my gosh! Yeah, no
1: and and that wasn't because I cared. That was because everyone else would have said something.
2: <laughs> would you have worn bike shorts to a wedding?
0: Yes. Have well, I have. <laughs> But I was actually officiating this wedding, so
2: it was... Oh, so you uh, were loud. Yeah, it was,
1: yeah. and Yeah, the, we had pictures, and I didn't want the shape of his penis in our pictures.
2: What did you wear at your wedding, Fong? Did you wear...
0: I wore a suits suit to my okay. wedding. Did you really?
1: <laughs> yeah. To his, his actual wedding, yes,
2: he did. But to yes, be I fair, did. he did get married on the island. Snake on Lake, Island. Yeah, Snake <laughs> Island on um Ladybird Lake. Yep.
0: Not too far from here. Mm-hmm. All right. I got an email. Did we answer that one? Did we all answer it? Yeah. We
2: all answered it. All
0: right. Dear hosts, just general hosts, not not you or me, but general hosts. Okay. I am 36. I have been trying to get better at Pogo. Pogo? Pogo. Oh, my you God. Yeah. I can only jump about five minutes a day, five minutes each day, before I'm out of breath. While jumping, I am comfortable, but when I'm done, I feel tension and a diffuse, soft pain in my lower back for one to four hours.
1: Oh my God, stop.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Well, hold on. I didn't even finish the email. I, I
1: finished my answer.
0: <laughs> I don't know whether or not this is normal progression pain or I'm slowly breaking down my spine until something snaps. Is there a way to tell the difference from Miranda from Milwaukee?
1: Miranda, okay, I we need to Google that because I feel like that's not okay.
2: First question: Why is she photo sticking for like five <laughs> minutes a day? Because she wants to get better at it. Okay, I yeah.
0: think she might need a new way to get to work.
2: Maybe like unicycling.
1: You know. <laughs> <laughs> I I would recommend jump roping.
2: Yeah, that's it's what?
1: probably the same like muscle group, but. And I would see, you know, if jump roping for five minutes makes you feel that way, then just stop, and yeah. don't do it anymore, and find something else. And I'm sorry.
0: There was a guy speaking of the Austin marathon and Austin. Half a guy ran the half marathon jump roping.
1: Wait, wow. what? did he? Did he also poop in the porta potty?
0: I did not know that because he just ran, and apparently it's wow. easier to run like spinning the rope backwards. So he came running by us
2: wait this is a real thing he did he, yeah, yeah.
0: in the half marathon wow. jump roping backwards well
2: austin i wouldn't expect anyhow any miranda from milwaukee i would
0: say you should see your physician or stop
2: pogoing to work oh she pogos to work
0: no i just made that part up. oh okay <laughs> but yeah i don't think uh we're not physicians we're both doctors marley are you a doctor no, no. Kesock and I are both doctors. In fact, I think one year ago today you became a doctor. Didn't
1: it you? is. It's true. I became a doctor one year ago today. It was about forty years ago today that Funds became a doctor. But you know, well, I'm not that old. But that's <laughs> oh, a- that was mean. But no, um, a, a doctor juridus juridus doctor. Is Juris. that what
0: you are? Jurist doctor. Yep. Yeah. But, but none that- of us are
1: that type of doctor. We can't help you with that. <laughs>
0: Well, what a question! I don't think we've ever had a question that intricate.
1: Oh, pogo, we need to have a pogo person on our podcast.
0: Maybe I'll we hmm. can reply to Miranda.
2: How long is like the longest pogo sticking thing that's ever happened?
0: That's, oh, like, that's
2: uh, good question. Ace out at gmail.com. Yep,
0: oh, yeah. If you have the Guinness Book of Records for most yeah. pogo longest pogo, just uh, shoot us an email.
2: Maybe we'll get you on the Fitcast. Yeah, that's a good one.
0: Or if you know the person, then uh,
2: interesting thing.
0: Send that over. That's cool. It's definitely not Miranda because she's five minutes and she's all wiped out. So, uh, <laughs> Miranda, see your position. Sorry, Miranda. All right, amazing. Uh, do you have any more emails?
1: I don't have any more emails. I am all done.
0: Cool. Well, let's get on to uh, what's coming up. And then, yeah, uh, yeah. what do we got?
1: Uh, well, it's funny that we got the email about the indoor try. I have an indoor try this weekend.
0: Oh, really? Yeah.
1: And I've done it for the past six years. This will be my sixth year doing it. Even when I was super sick last year, I did not miss a year. Wow. So yep. I am very happy to do it. And yeah, it raises money for the crisis, the local crisis center for women. So I'm always happy to support that.
0: Alrighty. are you Are you trained for it? Are you ready? Do you have any uh, reservations?
1: Uh, well, I'm I'm technically trained for it because I'm training for an Ironman, but I just have to force myself to go fast, which in Ironman training, we don't no. really do. So uh, it's just a matter of how fast I, I think I can go.
0: Fantastic. Yeah.
1: What do you have coming up, Fonz? Uh, two
0: races. So in April, we have the Cap 2K and the Cap 10K.
1: Yeah, the Cap Ten K.
0: That's a fun one. So uh I think I think
1: Kate speaking of Kate Barrett, I think she's doing that one.
0: She'll probably win. Probably. That's how she rolls. <laughs> I will not win. But- she she ran a
1: really slow three oh two marathon.
0: Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> um and the cap two K, which is the downhill swim.
1: The swim the downhill swim, that's right.
0: So uh, those are the two races I got coming up. I am signed up for the Cap Ten K. I don't think I've signed up for the Cap Two K yet, but uh, we'll give old. When when is it? Uh, I don't know the exact date, but it's definitely in April because the water last year was sixty-two degrees.
1: Whoa, which is perfect for you.
0: Yeah, it's a little chilly, but yeah, that's Sounds uh, cool. it's in April.
1: What's the weather in Barton? Or the the weather the water temperature in Barton? <laughs>
0: Uh, the weather at Barton today was rainy because it rained all day. But uh, the water was a cool 69 degrees. 69.
2: That's what it always is. Okay. Isn't it always around that temperature? It's always
0: exactly the same every yeah. day. I just do the rain today thing just because it's always okay. the same temperature. So, okay.
1: Marley, what do you have coming up? You climbing any mountains? Um.
2: Well. Uh, um, maybe mountain. <laughs> so thinking about participating in the Texas Safari Kayaking Race. Oh
1: yeah. Um, that's right.
2: And then next January, probably going to climb Pico de Orizaba and Ixtahuaca in Mexico.
1: Wow, that's amazing.
2: So I'm thinking about doing those two. And then 2022 will probably be the year of Denali. <laughs> so Yay! Like, yeah, so I'll probably head out to Bolivia or Ecuador and train for Denali so I can cut the time spent on Denali Mountain um, significantly. So then... Hopefully do Denali in 8 to 10 days, like Summit Denali in 8 to 10 days. So,
1: That's, That's awesome. Cool. And it's probably a lot more fun to train somewhere warm.
2: Yeah, exactly. do give me a chance at Chimborazo again. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, um, Marley, the answer to this question is going to be fuck yeah. Okay. Are you ready to conquer Denali?
2: Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got this.